When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, one and all. It's me, Russell, here with the latest podcast, but not alone. I've got my old friend Peter back. Hello, Peter. Hey, Russ, have you missed me? Oh, missed you, missed you. <laughs> and here we are on the train to the football, but not to the Albion today. No. We're on a, North, uh, a non-league special away day trip. Well, away day in terms of where we live in London. Yeah. A home match for the team we're going to see, which is Worthing, who yeah. are taking on Hornchurch today. Three o'clock kickoff Game on Saturday. Game of the day. I'm not sure. What is this scenario? Three o'clock on Saturdays. I don't know. It's something that used to happen in the old days. I think that I I heard about like 20 years ago or something. But it seems to have gone off the radar a bit. Amazing concepts. Yeah. Um, Do you think it can catch on? No, I think it was. I think it's probably after today. Where they'll go back (laughs) to Thursday at midnight, kicking off. That'll be the next one. Honestly, that we're laughing now. That can actually happen for the hour. Just just for the you know the the TV rights in you know (laughs) Saudi Arabia or something. Just to well, get the right timing. We're, we're on the train. We're doing a non-league special. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about the Albion as well. Excusing the announcements to come up while we're talking. Yeah. Um, Peter, we haven't had you on for a couple of weeks, obviously, because you've been busy the way, lots going on. You missed quite a few of the recent games, so I know you weren't at the matches, but general um, opinions on the recent two games. The, the games against our friends from London, Crystal Palace, and our other friends from London, Chelsea. Both, both very good from the sound of it. I, mean, I saw the second half of the Chelsea game, but yeah, I didn't even see the Palace game. I just yeah. saw the highlights afterwards. But both games looked like we were well on top for a long periods and kind of, you know, and kind of and had the better of the game, but then just couldn't score in some ways. And yeah, second half against Chelsea, I was really impressed, except for a ten-minute spell for about like seventy to eighty, where they looked they had us penned in a bit. I yeah. thought we looked really good, and um, yeah, Lamptey was brilliant. I thought defensively we were really good, really solid. Obviously, Burn and Webster has been talked about, and Alzate, considering he hadn't started since Burnley apparently in the first game of the season, yeah. was superb. I thought it looked really good, and it's encouraging, especially with you know potentially we know I presume we might well be going next window probably not this one but the next one it's encouraging to see that players like Alzate are coming you know come back into form and kind of can come in potentially and I really hope we can carry on the way we are that we can get to see Casado a couple of times in the league before the end of the season as well yep. and give him a chance to see what he can do in league games yeah I mean certainly the performances have been very encouraging and I also think that the um the atmosphere has been superb recently really really good um 
both those games. I mean, go just speaking a little bit on the Palace game, just further reflections. I've been checking out as I want to do uh, the Palace podcast, and to be honest, the five-year plan one was actually pretty reasonable. What was satisfying about that was they acknowledged that we were the better size yeah. and we have been by some distance. Um, and I think their, their estimate of the game was pretty fair. Um, the other one, I won't mention their names because they're rubbish, and I, I do the listening so you guys don't have to. Um, what a bunch of dickheads on there. Um, one or two people may gave us credit for certain elements, but um, they were suggesting you've got to have respect for the club, uh, for the... Um, for the club, but not no. What do they say? That for the team, the quality of the team, but not for the club. The club deserves no respect. I think. Well, seems an odd thing to say. Yeah, very odd. Um, they seem to be in denial about a few things. Um, so you've got what I call the palace delusion going on uh, amongst them, and um, they are, yeah, not very magnanimous. They they also they were hoping, wishing that Potter would go to Everton. This was their podcast just after yeah. Benitez got sacked, and. Um, they said, oh, well, I really hope he goes there. I really hope he crash and burns there as well. And I think, well, okay, well, eventually we will lose Potter. Um, it's good that they're wishing him to go. Yeah. It means he's doing the right thing. Um, but, I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they're just unmagnanimous completely in, on that particular podcast, uh, in contrast to five-year plan, which is all right. Um, so anyway, that, that was that on Palace. On the Chelsea game, I'm now Chibo, who we had on recently, sent me a message after we finished the match day special for Chelsea and he said can I come back on I want to have a rant at that bleep Tuchel <laughs> um, Thomas Tuchel or Tommy Tanker as I call him and other people call him various other things um, is uh, speaking of uh, lack of magnanimity magnanimity um, he's um, graceless in defeat yes he might have his issues with their schedule versus other title challenges, whatever. But against us in the post-match, um, he's come out, in my opinion, second best in both those games. Yeah. Now, yes, they, they haven't been at their absolute best. They had injuries in match in the first game at Stamford Bridge. In this game at the Amex, they had, um, I think, four of their possible choices were missing. But they had a pretty strong squad. They, they were literally able to bring on Havertz, Werner and... Yeah. Um, uh, Kovacic yeah. off the bench Which and had Pulisic over, and had Pulisic sitting team. on the bench the whole game Yeah, that's like £200 million pounds worth of talent what does he want? I mean, like, that's, that's, our, that's our whole squad pretty much yeah. isn't it? So, I think more than I think probably a lot more than those four so you've got that you've, like, got, you've got the fact they're European champions and they've got a hardcore yeah. heavyweight squad which is suitable for their ambitions yeah. and for their resource fair yeah. enough but that is that's the point you've got you've, you, um, th- that Champions League winning team is such because they've got a big squad. Yeah. Those resources expand, and that's what it's there for. Uh, I, to be uh, able to cope with the season that yeah, involves, exactly. yes, more games, that's what they're expecting. Yeah, Their squad I'm, reflects that. I personally think that they've got, he's starting to feel the pressure. I think that he was given a big budget and a summer to spend on the basis that he would get much nearer to Chelsea and to Liverpool and City. Yeah. And while Liverpool aren't far clearer than Liverpool, City are now pulling away. Oh, and, and yeah. are out of sight, and they, yeah. he's probably wondering whether he's going to keep his job despite. I mean, we've seen Chelsea sack Di Matteo after he won the, the European Champions League. Yeah. So you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he could be in danger at some yeah. point. And he's yeah, he's worried about his job basically, and he's taking that pressure out. He does seem to be like the least magnanimous against us as well. Yeah, it's like, it seems to irk him extra. You think we had a fully fit squad given what? I know. I mean, as yeah, well. he can We've make. This like, is my other point. He ma- he can make all his complaints about the extra number of games. His squad's built to deal with that. And B, he could talk about having certain players out for this match. 
We had five, arguably six, first yeah. choices out of this game. That wasn't represented two, two by him. Two of them through choice, obviously, but yeah. Two through choice, yeah. Yes, you can, you can, Although that could also be to do with managing yeah. fatigue in the same in the way. In the same that way that he, was, yeah. yeah. And he, you know... That's well, I think not, it was, yeah. It definitely wasn't a... Yeah, they weren't yeah. dropped. It was, it was definitely I mean, a case yeah, of... You could say it's tactical. They probably wanted sense. to give Welbeck a start, maybe, or something like that yeah. as well at some point. But I think it was it was yeah. mainly just to give at, them both a rest. To, at best, it was tactical to, to completely yeah. throw him off. Because we had three games in a week and a lot. Yeah, exactly. We're managing our... Yeah. more modest squad based on our more modest means from our more modest yeah. earnings and because of our That's more modest point. squad Mope had to be you know, quite involved against West Brom for example whereas he would hope not to be exactly yeah no. we've had Covid issues we've had injuries all season some and we point. didn't get our game called off for Covid as well for the one we wanted exactly it's only yeah. when other teams wanted it so, called so off so we're talking got... about preferential treatment and on top of that he, he's been um, unmagnanimous and the media haven't reflected uh, neither has Tuchel no. that element the fact that we're missing those people as well and what he what he did, didn't mention funnily enough in an interview afterwards because I think probably he's told not to is that the only reason we played on, on Tuesday was because they're going to the UAE for this World Club Championships if he's that bothered about his health of his squad and the safety of his squad surely they could pull out of that I mean I know it's like quite it's, it's, no one really regards it as an important tournament it's not you know exactly. it's, it's a bit of a joke really overall it's like it's not really the World Club Championship because it's got the champions from each continent and realistically the European one generally yeah. wins so it's not like it's a yeah. you know, if, 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 if he's, he's that bothered yeah. then they should pull out of the UAE but they're not going to because that brings in a lot of money whereas Premier League games against yeah. teams like Brighton exactly. just don't really kind of and that money allows them to strengthen their squad yet again this is, this is the issue with it for me and the, the and of course no one asked him that they should have asked him that on Tuesday because it is relevant to the game because it's like well you only play this because you're in this tournament yeah exactly this is the point and he's not reflecting that it's pretty unfair for him not to do so I didn't see anything giving us credit really no. I mean he acknowledged we were we, we outdid them um, he kind of said yeah they did fine but he, it was all about how they were yeah. in, a, in a weak position. And he wouldn't have, and he wouldn't have moaned about that if they just remembered to mark Webster and actually got the three points then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, they, it was yeah. tiredness that caused that. They just yeah. forgot to mark up yeah. one of our big men. And, and we, we've got a squad that's had to deal with issues through the season. Yeah, um, I think we've had a minimum of three or four out every game time, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, we've had large, large swathes at the time. We've either had Welbeck, Lamptey, Webster, Bissouma for various Bissouma reasons. Bissouma for various reasons. Um, yeah. We've had um, also Milana, obviously. Wepu's not really been fit very much. Yeah, Wepu. Um, even people that we tried to bring in that look like yeah. a bonus. Well, we started the season. Like we start, gets injured. We started the season without without Veltman and uh, Burn, didn't we? As well, there was, there was quite a lot of injuries. Yeah, our defenders yeah. early on, and Duncan Webster had no pre-season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it's like they're not the only team who's had issues, and and if you want the difference is Potter gets on with it, and just deals with it rather than moaning. Exactly. And what what really bugged me is um, I've been catching up with a load of podcasts the last couple of days. I don't bother with talk sport normally because it's a load of crap. However, the Hawksby and Jacob show is quite entertaining, so I listen to that pod, as a podcast and skip through the bits I'm not interested in. Andy Jacobs is a bit of a dick, to be honest. He's a Chelsea fan. Um, He's rankled me in the past when I've listened to him when we were a low league team. And I can't remember, there was some, some game or other, and he was very condescending of us just as a lower league team. Oh, I don't know about that stuff, who cares about that sort of thing. Um, in this game, he, he started the episode of the show immediately after, you know, after the, the day after the game. Um, 
with exactly the same arguments as Tuchel, saying, oh, well, that is the case, you know, we have got this, we have got that, completely dismissively, yeah. quite arrogantly. I mean, there's, a, there's an element of humour to that show, so he, it's kind of part of his thing to be this neurotic but also snippy kind of guy. But it, it just bordered way beyond that yeah. into out-and-out arrogance and dismissiveness. And he thinks that Graham Potter's overrated. He threw that into the, his little pitchy terrain. So if you want to get wound up by anything, it's right at the beginning of the episode, three or four days ago. So Peter, I was just about to go on to other football matters and we got rather interrupted, didn't we, yeah. on the train? We suddenly appeared on the roadside. <laughs> yeah, we're now roadside. It's we our went... first roadside, uh, <laughs> roadside Ro- pod. Road pod, yeah. We, um, Literally pod on tour. We were on the train and we went past all the old sites. We went past Preston Park with Widdean Stadium. We went past Hove. We picked up some people with screaming kids. And that is predominantly why we had we, to stop recording. We didn't actually pick up them recording. The train did. Yeah, the train, the train, the train picked up the kids. It's not that sort of way out. Yeah. <laughs> so just to summarise on, on a few other quick bits of football, um, there's been quite a bit of news. Uh, first of all... Um, well, let, well, let's go through the let's go let's go through my list here, Peter. There's a few bits just to quickly go through. Jack Stern has been signed at the Albion. We mentioned Shibo earlier. Shibo says this is a mate of his from school. He's been signed as the assistant goalkeeping coach, um, which is brilliant. Well done to him. Congratulations and good luck. Um, David Weir. There was rumours he might go to Everton. He has now confirmed he's not going to do that, which we already knew. But now there's been an announcement that he's been upgraded from development manager loan guy to... Is that his official job title? Something like that. <laughs> to assistant technical director. So assistant to Dan Ashworth, which is interesting because Dan Ashworth's position is still in question after the Newcastle approach. Um, so you might soon be assistant to no one. Yeah. I mean, is this... Is this um, Pre-prep for him, for, for Ashworth leaving, what do you think? I imagine it's not necessarily prep for him to leave Ashworth leaving now, but it's prep for Ashworth leaving at some point, because he will, because people do, and it's kind of giving a, yeah, someone who maybe had an opportunity somewhere else, a reward for not taking the opportunity somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it doesn't mean Ashworth will leave now, and they probably will still get someone else in if Ashworth leaves now, but in the future it means that he'll be in a position to take that job on. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Banning orders. We talked about Chelsea and we talked about Palace. There was invaders from both sides. There were, I mentioned the Palace podcast. They were quite scornful about our invader mocking them and then it came to nothing. But then they were quite praiseworthy of their guy doing the same thing. So oh, that was worth it. That was fine. Are you saying a football fan's a hypocrite? Yes. Uh, yes, I am. That, that's, yes, that's I am. the most insightful and the most like, <laughs> kind of unlikely thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's probably the most accurate thing, to be honest. Um, but anyway... Um, yes, it's all OK for our player to go and like, give it all in front of their fans. But you're, when your player does it, it's like terrible. In terms of bandy orders, though... Which also um, is what Palace said last time about Mope giving it in front of their fans after Zahara basically kind of taunted our fans after they exactly. scored. It's almost as if you're right, they are hypocrites. Well, as we walk up to Worthing Central Station's level crossing, where we may be for a few minutes, I've just looked at... We have a rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, we know how to live. Um, anyway, going on to other matters... That's the reason I came today. So, <laughs> the, the banning orders. So, I mean, the pitch invasions, things are getting out of control. There's a lot more flares. There's a lot more missiles. We were talking in the pub earlier. Even Venice has got, like... <laughs> Battle at sea. Peter, battle at sea. If anyone wants to know what the hell we're talking about, 
just Google AC Milan Ultras and Venezia fans at sea. Uh, basically firing... Even it's not actually at sea, is it? It's like, isn't it a well, canal? Well, no, it is at the sea. Though. It's kind of the sea. Um, they're firing fireworks at each other from different boats, do. which is brilliant. Hilarious. Well, would not be impressed. He wouldn't, know. <laughs> but that sort of activity is getting out of hand. It's becoming more predominant. Yeah. Um, there's an article on the BBC this week saying that, well, I think 47% increase in incidents. And the I think it's like 47% of people are invading the pitch. I was like, that's a loss. <laughs> no, I mean, it's missile throwing. It's, um, it's instances of abuse, various other things. It's on the rise. I think a lot of it is coke-induced, if I may be so bold as to suggest. Do you think Coca-Cola is that bad? Yeah, I do, yeah. It's fizzy stuff. It, it, can, it can clean coins, I heard. But anyway, no, I mean the other coke, obviously. Um, there's definitely a... That's definitely on a banned substance of Priamix, isn't it? Definitely. I can't take a bottle top lid. Surely, surely Coke's Absolutely not cannot. That's outrageous. That's you a bad order can, right there. You can bring in Coke, but as long as you don't have a bottle top on the lid, <laughs> lid and, like, on top of the Coke in the bottle. Or as something. long as you don't sniff the fizzy fizzy drink, yeah. No, um... Off of a certain form of treatment. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but joking aside, it, things, incidents are on the rise. Disorder... Attitudes change. It, it, it's a younger generation predominantly is causing this, they say, according to the stats. It's getting out of order, isn't it, really? Um, what can be done? I think only, only banning orders, but I mean, yeah, I think there's, there's different differentiations. It's, we don't know who was banned after the Chelsea game, but obviously, if the guy who ran on a little bit and very slightly after the, the goal is banned, it seems a bit pathetic, you know. It's like yeah. you'd have thought that sort of thing could deserve a warning. And a, yeah. I mean, and the, a, the guy who, ba- who ran on and baited the Palace fans, that's going out. Yeah, that's. I mean, apart from and egg on the, his face, it's. it's, it's uh, simply the Palace fan one who did it the other way as well should yeah. be banned yeah. completely. You know, there's no question about that. And apparently, they have been arrested yeah. and they will be banning orders. But, but, it's the, but if the guy who celebrates a goal like that gets banned for like, you know, a few years of ban from Yamex, it just feels a bit ridiculous. It's like. There was nothing flagrant or. Yeah, it was just like. To the pitch, it was there was no danger to anyone. He just was very was happy to see a score, and, and it feels like they are almost moving towards a thing where you have to just slightly, politely applaud a goal and not actually yeah. celebrate it. You know, it's yeah, it's not it's not on, is it really? Um, it's on a club of yeah, as obviously as with Tottenham tickets, as with there's this guy on Twitter who does some artwork around the Albion or like that, and he's he's been banned from like some of his products from from really? online. It's, they do seem to be coming doing a PR push the other way than most people, where they want to try and. Of trying to alienate as many fans as possible. Yeah. Especially and also with the whole, you know, kind of season ticket stuff as well. And it's not great, is it? Well, no. Moving on to other bad behaviour, Chelsea fans. Um, I know it was heavily policed, the Palace game, but Chelsea, it's more free rolling and do what you want. So <laughs> you do free, just like do yeah. and chill out. We went back to. Just Brighton. don't bring a bottle top in. <laughs> exactly. We went back to Brian Station. There was some trouble at the station. Um, essentially. Did you cause it? Two, no, I did not. There were two or three people from either side it was a very small affair but there was there was a load of proffering and people pushing each other and fighting um ugly stuff um someone will see also of london claiming that there was a couple of people throwing drinks and uh, trying to threaten to attack an 80 year old don't don't say about throwing drinks that will like get paul barber involved i know yeah yeah we don't want that um some some real dickhead supporters really we won't be allowed of all tops outside the ground as well, absolutely <laughs> no that's great chelsea fans have gone down in my estimation even more have they? i was gonna say is that, have they really yeah were they, were they not already pretty low no nah, well you know you know other news very quickly women on the slide as in the women's team <laughs> 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 yeah, I think you might have to edit that one, Russ. <laughs> 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 
That's, that's, that's my notes. That's what it says. Does that mean men are on the rise then? <laughs> well, only, only sometimes. It depends what's going on around them. Men are going to take over. Is that what you're saying? I know. Women's football as in the Albion team. Yes, the Albion are dropping a little bit. They lost the Leicester last weekend. Into the bottom half of the table. We're not used to Albion teams being at the bottom half of the table, are we? But we wish them the best. On the other side, though, the youth team, without a number of players, beat Man City, which was pretty Yeah, which was brilliant. How, how did we do yesterday, by the way? We had another game yesterday, did we know? The under-21s lost to, under-23s lost to Man United 2-1. Oh, OK. But not quite a strong team as well. They have Ferguson and Leonard and... Uh, Robert's all playing so yeah. suggesting that they're not on the bench tomorrow not too bad or maybe they thought two days was enough to recover yeah um, other news Graham Potter's got Covid he's going to be missing today Billy Reid's taking tomorrow. over uh, tomorrow yes that's right as we record this Saturday um, someone on um, the radio said that Billy Reid is the nearest lookalike to Henry VIII I'm not quite sure about that I'm not sure a Scotsman would, would want to be compared with a flagrant arrogant chicken drum stick throwing wanker type of uh, English ruler of the nation but anyway there we go you do realise that your head would have been off in the old days for that you would have been off yeah just for saying that yeah um, Loans Longman Kadra he- Van Hecker the whole Blackburn game all three did well didn't they yeah I didn't see it but I heard they was like yeah I think Longman set up a couple of really good things yeah, um, but Hecker did well Kad- Longman got two assists didn't he yeah yeah and I think Kadra's had four in eight or something yeah. goals wise um, speaking of Loans Obviously, Ostergaard's gone off for a second loan this season to Genoa. Yeah, I can't Shevchenko's been sacked. I can't help feeling that's the end of uh, Ostergaard. Probably yeah. he's, he's gone backwards after a really good season of commentary last year. He's gone backwards, and we, we, it's not like we don't have a lot of centre-halves coming through. Van Heck seems to have gone above him, really, to be honest. And, and Shevchenko's been sacked, so he's not even going to the same manager that yeah. he was originally being loaned to, which is not And he played in there six on the feet of Fiorentina the other day. Or yeah, yeah, which is not great. Uh, the no, North... it's, it's not great as a centre-half to play the sixth or defeat. You probably yeah. don't get the chance to shine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about some more stuff. Uh, the ticket cock-up, Spurs-Albion cup match, North London-Derby, a few other bits we'll talk about afterwards. But um, any further thoughts about the games that have been and gone? No, I just like kind of, yeah, just doing really well. I mean, I, I think anyone who listens to this will know that I was a little bit concerned uh, before Christmas and I felt possibly was a little bit overrated by some people and... I can still think I still think there's an argument towards that because they do seem to massively rate him in the media and yeah. more than maybe his like so far is achieving yeah. to deserve. But he's done a, we've done a really good you know, a really good Christmas period and we've done really well and yeah. it's good to see us like moving up the league again. Well Peter, as you speak, we're just arriving at the doorstep of the Brookstead. We're going in there, we're gonna meet the Rebel Yell commentator, Peter and others. Stay tuned for more content coming up. Right, so I'm with Andy Bass. We've had a brilliant time, a bunch of us out for a few drinks. We're on the way to the ground. The others have gone on ahead. It's just us two <laughs> lagging behind for some reason. Um, we're about to go through the turnstiles. It's uh, Worthing against Hornchurch, who are a tough side. Upper mid-table, tricky game. Worthing pushing for the title and promotion. Uh, you've been coming to a few games down here, haven't you, this season. What's your thoughts on Worthing in general and for this game in particular? Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think, I think Worthing in the last two seasons have actually been quite dominant. Um, from, from my perspective, I don't think they've actually reached those high levels this season. And I think the fact that they've managed to still be six points clear at the top is an absolute incredible achievement for the third year in a row. Yeah. I think this is a team that works incredibly hard 
and they're grinding out, they're grinding out the results rather than gliding out the results. Uh, and I think that this game against Hornchurch, who are pushing for a playoff spot, they could get into the playoff spots uh, if uh, if they win today. Will, will be a good will be a good one. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Worthing, fantastic place to come and watch football. Proper old school non-league football. No frills. It's just it's just about the football. They play they play really well. They play good good football in a in a nice stadium. Good fans. Uh, good atmosphere. What more do you want? It's it's just absolutely fantastic and. Uh, yeah, come on. Come on, the Rebels. Yes. Come on, the Mackerel Men. Come on. Let's up have it. the Rebels, up the Mackerel Men. Yeah. yeah. And this is Andy Bass, by the way, in case you're wondering which Andy we're talking about. We've had a couple of drinks before the game, just one or two. Uh, we met up with Peter Vale, who does the match day commentary, Rebel Yell Live. We're hoping to get him in uh, for a little bit of a chat after the game. I might be on his thing as well at half time. But in the meantime, let's see how it goes. I'm going to predict a 3 1 win, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. To, um, yeah, I'm gonna go, yeah, three one sounds pretty good three to one. me. Three All one right. sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Okay, we we can pat ourselves on the back afterwards over yeah, this one. Hopefully, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> Let's have that. Cheers. Right. So we're post match. Worthing Hornchurch ended one all. It's a familiar scoreline for Brighton fans. I've come down to the Worthing game today and we got the same scoreline. And I'm with Peter Vale, who you may recognise from our podcast in the past. We've had him on already. He is the match day commentator for Worthing Games. Rebel Yell Live. He's also on a couple of podcasts. Peter, tell us what those podcasts are. Yeah, we did the Rebel Yell one, which is uh, basically Worthing-centric. And we also do the... Uh, premier non-league podcast where we talk about generally non-league football in in general. Yeah, it is a bit worthing and South Shield central because of <laughs> centric because of the the people we've got in the podcast. But yeah, it's a good listen. We have a laugh. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. And we've come down today. I've I've been to a couple of Worthing games recently. Competitive fixtures. I went to the FA Trophy three to win away at Hazen Yadding. Uh, Worthing in general in the league the Ismian League Premier 7th level that's that's what we're talking about uh, they've, they've done pretty well this season they're top of the table they're flying high they're several points clear but they were probably expected to win this game and I say that on the basis of their top of the table Hornchurch was always going to be quite difficult though wasn't it they ended up one all yeah. what's your take on that? well They've won seven in a row, so they came here full of confidence. Um, very, very well organised team. They were, they were very well organised. Yeah. Uh, bank of four, bank of five, stopped us playing through the midfield, uh, so we couldn't express ourselves like we usually do, and generally didn't get into our, our passing game. There was a couple of moments, uh, there's a couple of chances first half, um, but to go 1 0 up with a cracking goal from Jasper Pattenden. Yeah, great goal. Great goal. I almost yeah. saw it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you in the commentary box yeah. at that one moment. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Anyway, apparently it was a good goal. Yeah. It, was, it, it was a great goal. Um, and then to, to lose it in the third minute of injury time, yeah. uh, you know, a defensive header flicks up, flicks up and drops straight to the A forward. good strike. 
He was good. He was a great strike. He took it well. But he was right in front of the goal. So yeah. even even my nan could have scored that, and she's dead. You know, he <laughs> <laughs> was one of those. Um, so a tough one to take. A few a few fans have said it's um, it feels like we've lost today in a way because yeah. we've, we've got a big game. There's a big game today. It's a big game Tuesday against Folkestone because they've got two games in hand on us. Um, so that. And they're only a few points behind, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So it makes Tuesday even yeah. bigger now. Yeah. You know, I spoke to one of the players as he left the ground and, and he said to me, well, it's a goal scorer, Jasper. He's, he's, he said to me, he said he would have made Tuesday night easier, but now there's more pressure on Tuesday night yeah. To, yeah. To, 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 get the, to get the points, basically. Yeah. So, so how it starts in the first half hour... It's going to be big on Tuesday now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we've got to start, we've got to start better than we did today. First half hour, um, I didn't yeah. think we, we'd, we'd done anything. Um, and obviously we, ch- we changed it a little, little bit. And then we had uh, two two headers, which, you know, another day those, those would have gone in. Yeah. So we could have been tuning it up at half-time, but it wasn't, it wasn't I mean, to be and not our day. For me, looking at the Ismian League, I've seen a few games now. I was at the uh, Enfield 1 Lewis 4 game a couple of uh, week or two ago. This game, I've seen a couple of other worded games, a couple of other games in general. The pace, the intensity is amazing for this level. That's the first thing I would say. Secondly, it, it, that intensity must make it really difficult for teams with long-term ambitions who are trying to, trying to be sensible, trying to ride things out bit by bit. They've got a lot to deal with there, haven't they? Yeah, def- def- definitely. And I think, I think the thing is, when you, when you look at this level, you, you think about us, we've had two, two players in two seasons yeah. go, up, go up to professional level. Yeah. So it, so it shows that, you know, the non-league is a, is a stepping stone to proper, proper league football. Yeah. And, and, and the quality is here. Yeah. The quality is here. And there's no reason why that, that can't continue. Yeah. So, you know... I'd encourage anyone get down to your non-league club and you know have a support them. And Even though you're a Brighton fan. No, no, uh, <laughs> but it's brilliant crowds, isn't it? I, I yeah. don't know what the figure was today. Thirteen hundred today. Thirteen hundred. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And we're talking seventh level. So yeah. whatever you think about football, you're thinking seventh level. How much do you want to pay for that? And it's twelve quid yeah. to get in, adult price. There's a majority of them, I would say, were adults. Most of them, most of them. So that most people are willing to pay 12 quid for this standard of football. Yeah. I would say it's good value. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. Great totally banter. Agree. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's a lovely atmosphere. You've, I mean, we're in the clubhouse post-match here chatting. But pre-match and during the match, you can have a pint. You can be there with a pint. You can buy a pint in view of the pitch. You can walk back in view of the pitch to your mates in view of the pitch. Yeah. No problem at all. You can pop up and see your mates doing the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got you on, didn't we? we yeah. Got you on. Yeah. We, <laughs> I was on. I'm shameless media tart uh, <laughs> with a beer in hand in sight of the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Although you denied you had the beer. <laughs> oh yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't have that beer. That was a lie. <laughs> but anyway, we've had you on a couple of times before, PJ. It's been brilliant to have you on before. It's been brilliant to have you on now. Uh, I think the work you do and others do for any non-league clubs, any level, is brilliant. Yeah. 
I think you add spice to the occasion. I think you add impetus. You add that extra, you know, joie de vivre, whatever you want to call it. Well, obviously, obviously I, I do what I do with the commentary and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I'm on a sports association as well. But without the sports association and the volunteers around the club, yeah. that it, it wouldn't function the way it does. Yeah. So it's a shout out to the non-league volunteers as Absolutely. well who do an amazing job week in week out to, to, to make sure the club's running in the background you know we've all got little different jobs we do a lot of people selling the golden gold tickets and yeah. bids and the programs just to, just to raise money raise money for the club because yeah. every club needs money to function absolutely and, so and I think this club's run well enough to be able to benefit from that that's all that the clubs can, can do and up to, beyond that, it's up to the fans, isn't it? Uh, yeah, totally. Or people like us to turn up and drink yeah. loads of ale. Yeah. Beyond. Come, yeah. Come expected. and spend. <laughs> that's it. Come and spend your money. Come and spend your money yeah. down at Worthing. Not, not that we're drunks, but uh, Peter, no. we, if we come along, we may have escalated your profits. <laughs> or not your profits, the club's profits. The club's so. profits. Yeah. Yeah, but we we were all for that. And exactly. Just all, there was a good bit of banter going in the bar after between the Hornchurch fans and the yeah. fans. Well, that was interesting, by well, the way. Hornchurch thought they won the couple of summit today. I yeah. Know. I mean, because they, they finished the draw. They weren't particularly noisy, but they were okay. Then they got the late late equaliser. We walked past them on the way to the, uh, the clubhouse bar, whatever you want to call it. Lots of noise. Uh, and then about 15, 20 minutes later, in they popped, making loads of songs. How was that taken? by the home club in a bar at home it's a home bar isn't it effectively I'm sure away fans are welcome as long as they don't yeah. step on toes so they come in celebrating a draw in that scenario how is that taken? No it's taken absolutely fine you know you know it's it's non-league we're, we're all a family yeah in non-league and there's never any animosity there might be sometimes when we play Bogner as yeah. was shown on Tuesday night. But boo, Bogner, <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> but, but apart from that, um, generally any of any other club, we get, we get on really well with them. I mean, nothing happened. They came no, no, it's just singing. a bit of chanting. There was no kicking off, by the way, just to no. say. Yeah, it was just, it was just chanting. A yeah. couple of songs between the Horn Church and Mary fans. Like yeah. I say, I think they thought they won the, the cup today because <laughs> yeah. they got a last-minute equaliser. Yeah. But. yeah. You know, that's football. Um, there's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about the escalation of trouble at games. And I mean, they're, talk, they're talking about the top five leagues, so we're not talking about this level. Um, but ha- having said that, I mean, people may have read those reports. They may not. However, either way round, two divisions below that, we're in the Usman League Premier. What's the vibe in this division? Is it, is it what you've just described? Is, is it generally a good vibe? No, it's generally a brilliant vibe. Oh, uh, generally, are there yeah. any issues? Like I say, the only issues we ever have is when we with Bogner. Yeah. Home and away, there has been there has been incidents, but any 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 other club that you know I've been following them four years now, um, I've never seen any animosity. Generally, all his fans will we say where he played or, or, or whatever there's, there's nothing but obviously the Bogner's the local derby yeah. and and sometimes that's not pretty but apart from that <laughs> apart from yeah. that generally it's always always good nature yeah. we've, we've been in other people's clubhouses and we've sang our songs yeah. we've never had any grief yeah. 
It's about charging at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, obviously, and then, then sometimes you, what you've got, you've got fans who are, who are banned yeah. from clubs like Brian, Portsmouth. Uh, yeah. And then... And, and they, they and find they their way to non-league. Exactly. And yeah. then that, that, they can sometimes... You, you'll find a bad yeah. apple occasionally. Um, but they're soon weeded out by the clubs. You know, we've we've had to ban a few people here yeah. for, the, for their behaviour. But you should we weed them out. Too, you shouldn't have too many problems out here, should you? I think if you're in London, it's more of a problem because it's too... Yeah. Too short a scale of operation, isn't it? Yeah. People could pop along a few miles down and... That's it, that, you know, banned from Tottenham yeah. or Arsenal. Yeah. And go to a non-league game, have too much to drink and cause the trouble that yeah. they usually cause at other places. But but no, here, we, we generally get no, no no trouble that I can really speak of. Yeah. It's just a friendly family place. Yeah. So it's sometimes pretty... language is a bit... <laughs> well, the language... It's football. It's football. Yeah, I mean, the language could go back on it. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> Um, well, we've had a few points in here in the clubhouse today, and it's been brilliant. Just we've, a few. Just a few. <laughs> only a few. Only a few. With you, Peter, with your uh, co-commentator, James, who's kitted up in all sorts of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, winter wear, I suppose. It's more than winter wear, isn't it? He's a Charlton fan. Who's, who, you're, you're a Forest fan. He's a Charlton fan. You're both adapted to the way of the, of the Rebel. <laughs> and we're trying to get his attention while we're talking to see if we get him over. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But um, either way round, all I can say is it's been a brilliant experience. I've loved coming down to Worthing. And now let's hear from your co-commentator, James. Let's get him on the airwaves. James, we're doing the podcast for the Brian Rock podcast. Uh, any any further words? <laughs> He's running away. Peter's running away. <laughs> What's James, James, <laughs> state your surname for the record, Easton. sir. Easton. James Easton. Welcome to it, Jameson. And uh, you've been doing co-commentary for the, uh, the yeah. Rebel, Rebel Year Live. Yeah, I have, yeah. For how long? Uh, since we launched. When was it? 20... Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago, literally the other day. It was our birthday two years ago, yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's been escalating exponentially, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We've been, we, we were sort of touching 2030. Now it's touching... 100, 150 sometimes at away games. Yeah. So like today wasn't that many because it's home game, everyone's here, but yeah, yeah. so it's good yeah. to see, yeah. How have you found it? It's been great, isn't it? I mean, uh, I'm coming down, it's a great experience. Yeah, we, we love doing it. We do it, like, obviously, it's, it's changed our match day experience because, um, obviously, we can't be behind the goal shouting and swearing, so we're now, we're now behind the mic. I've got to be a bit, <laughs> I've got to be a bit professional from time to time. I, I, he, he tries to wind my neck in, but like... He, Peter's yeah, staring at him, by the yeah, way, yeah, no, just for reference it's, here. It's, 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 it's often... Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite hard to like sort of try and take that from outside being behind the goal yeah. to being behind the microphone. But we enjoy it. We do the podcast as well, as you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just we sort of just enjoy doing it for the club. So, yeah. Joe, I've loved it. I've, I've discovered this. It's my hometown club. I've come back to it, have a look, see what's going on. Yeah. Things have obviously moved on. And I've looked into matters. I've found you guys online doing your stuff 
It's been brilliant. I've absolutely, it it's captured the imagination. I love it. I think it's brilliant. No, it's really good because it's something the club didn't have and they don't really have it non-league at many clubs. They do sometimes have the radio, but a lot of the clubs in our league don't have it. But then we moved on to doing a podcast, which was nominated for an award, which was an amazing achievement. I've only been doing the podcast for about Whoa, a year. really? Yeah, it was the um, football, right? football, football, content, football content awards. We got into the final. Um, Pete and Spencer over there went up to it. Got very drunk on my behalf, I think, but we came away with... <laughs> The wooden spoon. <laughs> I might have won the Football Incontinence Award, so I might have been a thing for that. <laughs> no, no, but we enjoy doing it. As I said, it's a different match day experience for us, but um, hopefully we can document what's going to be hopefully a very successful season. Yeah. Um, but you should have been a good luck charm so if you're up there if you, it's because you walked away and equalised at the end if you'd stayed up there <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it would have gone away. it was 1-1 because he's a Brian fan <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, yeah that's it yeah but um, just, no, for, it was a shame just in case this doesn't come across I was up there in the commentary area having a quick word with you guys for your for your uh, broadcast when Worthing scored and I walked away and it ended up one all. Yeah, and Jasper, Jasper, you saw Jasper's amazing goal and it's just a shame that that one, that one right at the end just, yeah. it felt like a loss. As I say, we've got to get over it. We need, we need a point to point, but I think the way it happened, if it had been like 70 minutes or something like that, then it would be fine, but a point to point. Um, we'll move on to Tuesday against uh, Folkestone and then hopefully smash Yes, <laughs> on, the, on that matter, massive game. Folkestone obviously a big side and I've got to pick you up on this. I know everyone has mercilessly taken the piss out of you over it, but can you just say once more, who are we playing on Tuesday? Yeah, Folkestone, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Folkestone or Folkestone? Folkestone. It's like, I say it's Iceland Folkestone, as well. Folkestone. It is Folkestone, it's yeah, Folkestone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't give them, don't give them any more things. Folkestone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, it's I definitely not, I, I, Sadly, I might not be there Tuesday, so I can't get ripped anymore for it. So, yeah. Like, I've been listening to the podcast, so it's been making me cringe, laugh, all sorts. Yeah, it's yeah, been brilliant. Exactly, right. yeah, Seriously, it, yeah. don't change shapes. No, I won't, no, I won't. I don't think I can change for you. It's too, 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 too long he's, like this. His wife's been trying for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried. She's not done very well. The only, the only thing I'll say in addition to this is my co-podcast uh, guy is Peter. He's, uh, he's from Finchley. Yeah, well, they're, they're all annoying. They have to be Peters, don't they? Because the Peters are so I know, Peters are annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so saying. Yeah. I called him a narcissist earlier. <laughs> he called it his commentary area. Despite the fact it was by our sponsors and our sports association, he called it his commentary area. So <laughs> I called him up on that, but you know. He was going to call him Pete's pulpit to begin with. That was your idea. Pete's pulpit? Yeah, it, 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 Pete's, Pete's pulpit, yeah, seriously. You put that up. Hey, Spencer, wasn't it Pete's idea to call it Pete's pulpit? <laughs> He's ignoring us. Spencer. But that's a sensible move. It's a sensible move. Wasn't it Pete's idea to call it his own commentary area Pete's pulpit? It was, it was his it's idea. Yours. It yeah. was. He's so full of himself. <laughs> He's now he's now working backwards. He's going to mug himself off he's now. He's backtracking. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, my co-host yeah. is uh, he's 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 a Brighton fan, whose dad is from Brighton. He was brought up in Finchley. He's now moved down to Charlton. Yeah. So his second team is Charlton. I should have gone and watched them today. One two 0 would have been yeah, happier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we may no, no, we'll Charlton maybe have a beer bit. over that later on. Yeah. Anyway, James, it's been a pleasure to get yeah. you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, mate. Cheers. Peter, we've had you on before on Zoom. It's great to see you in person has, mate, and yeah. to get you back on the podcast. Pleasure's all mine. Let's do it all again. Yeah, and anytime. I know it's a draw today, but up the Rebels, up the Albion. Yeah. It's all good, isn't maybe, it? Maybe you'll come to the um, end of season championship promotion party. Oh, yeah.
yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm there. And if Brighton are playing sod them, come see a decent oh, club. Oh, screw that, Chase. Yeah. But, but, but not if you're playing, because you're bringing Brighton 1-1. <laughs> <Yeah. one>, <laughs> he, he's, he's got his stag do on the penultimate week of the uh, Premier League season. All right. And uh, apparently it's a cup final weekend as well. So there's so many reasons I might have to say up yours. Yeah, there you go. my co-commentator. There we go, that's it, mate. That's good stuff. Thanks, mate. Cheers, all the best. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, thank you. Right, so Peter, it's go. It goes. Uh, what time? What time into the evening are we now? Uh, eight o'clock. Oh, rather, rather late, really. To be honest, we've talked about several items. Let's talk about the game today. So Worthing, Hornchurch. We thought maybe a win for the home boys, but ended up with a wild draw. Uh, quick, quick take on the game. A draw is pretty fair result in the end. It was a very late equaliser for Hornchurch, which was quite frustrating and disappointing. But um, yeah, in in the end, probably a fair result for what happened over the over ninety minutes. Do you see Worthing going up this year? I mean, I'm not compared to any other team in the division. I can't really say, but yeah, I think, I'll take that as I think yes. given the given the form <laughs> they've had over the last two and a half years, like right, you know, you deserve to go up, and I really hope they do. Yeah. Um, but I, it's hard to say. I've obviously not seen the, uh, the other contenders for the top. Yeah. I thought they, I thought today yeah. was a quite a yeah quite attritional at the times and but it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't like I think defensively both were quite good and it was just, yeah a struggle for either. But but a point wasn't a bad result. It's just that it's disappointing when you kind of like lose two points at the end like that. Yeah, I think it's one of those games where you feel like you should have got more. You'll take less. I think, I think it's one of those, and I think yeah, one of those where you kind of look at it immediately after and go like, we lost two points. But you look at it back at it and think, well, actually, a point wasn't a bad result. From yeah, yeah. Hornchurch were on good form; they look quite decent. Great, great experience, wasn't it? It's was great. Yeah, I loved, the yeah, I had a really good time there. It's like, it been a really good day, and I'm definitely not really pissed. Just say, <laughs> well, we've we've not had about ten points at all, have we? Absolutely not. Could you imagine how bad it would have got if we had that many? Yeah, we've only had one. Good job, we are so professional. We had that one drink at, uh, you know, just we got into yeah, the pub. Yeah, just the one, just the And one. then we left after that, we didn't have any more drinks. <laughs> we were in a kind of like, you know, <laughs> non-alcoholic pub. Right, well, let's let's go into rant mode, shall we? So, ticket, I don't do that very easily. Ticket cock-ups. Can I just say, but I mean, fucking old Leeds, you can't do anything right. You can't even beat Newcastle. <laughs> Bloody Leeds. Like, oh, could have, God. They can't get anything right. Oh, God. Hold on. What do I say to that? What do I... What do I say? What do I say? Well, while I'm thinking... While I'm thinking about it, um, uh, ticket cock-ups. Spurs game. Away. Yeah. The cup. So, we were offered 9,000 and whatever number. We accepted 5,700 and we said on the website, yeah. maybe we'll get more. But you can say that, they said they were up to 9,000. I didn't mention 5,700. Yeah. So, there's been several moments where they should have stated the actual 
overall favour. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with them choosing five out of ten runs. I think they're wrong, but if they did that and they didn't want to, they just seemed saving money for something ridiculous. I mean, the amount of money they'd have saved for considering the money they make is ridiculous. But they if they did that, sooner, they should have been clear about it because a lot of people hope they, they should never have left it open to all syndicates at the same time as well. No. If they, I mean, if, you're, so, if you've so got 20,000 ticket holders. So many people were interested, weren't they, yeah. in tickets? They shouldn't And have, they held off yeah. on the basis of. Yeah. The five thousand seven hundred. But, but also, if, if you're up. having if you're having the same number, you get, well, you could you could you couldn't actually get for a league game. But if you technically could get ten percent for a league game, that it would be, then you wouldn't. Yeah, if if it makes no sense to, then kind of like. Yeah, kind of to, to to let it open to everyone. They should have opened it to the first five thousand seven hundred, which they do for the league games, and then dropped it down from there. And it's one. Of the, it's probably going to have a number of different problems from the club recently, and they do feel like they're drifting away from the fan base, and it's sad because they they seem to care less and less about the fan base and more and more about like money. And they've had a few away games where they've not mm. taken up their location recently. When actually, I think we would have sold more Liverpool with one, and mm. um, and it's. It's for the money they're just sort of trying mm. to save the penny but actually in the long term losing the pound because the fans won't be able to you know, non-season tickets won't be able to go what is the point of that membership if you're not going to sell season, if you're not going to sell tickets to it ever you know, with that membership that isn't season ticket holders what is the point of it because you're never going to get a ticket on that membership because they're not going to buy enough tickets to actually get you alone if they don't think you're gonna, like, people are going to turn up they're not going to buy enough tickets what's the point yeah I mean I think why would you buy that membership it doesn't have any benefit to you and it, it's the club I do I like Paul Barber generally and obviously we've had him on the show and he's, he, I generally think he's quite a good decent bloke but he does seem to be him and the club do seem to be moving down very much a, a party line of like we're trying to make every single penny we can rather than actually the fans who are you know kind of like you know for the, for the sake of a very small investment would have been we'll probably sell out of Tottenham anyway that night yeah I, I think so I mean the, the issue here is we've been given 5-7 for definite and we've, we've said yes to that, we've said no to the rest. And the issue now is that Spurs are trying to sell on the open market to fans who have no booking history, but have some kind of connection to the club. So we're talking small, small scale, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and you think, well, if you were offering to the Albion over a longer period of time, the 9,000 tickets. Wouldn't it have been better? Yeah, I, I just think the whole thing's... And I, I get a hell of a reason to this. Like, I get that, but it's a cup tie at Tottenham, even though we're in the Premier League now. Yeah. It's a cup tie, it's a decent game. People will drive, you want to do this or that. And I, and I was just thinking, like, I actually do think we'd have probably sold out 9,000 or got close and they just like pay... Yeah. yeah, I think the rule that you have to pay for the allocation anyway is ridiculous. I think that they think teams should be allowed to, to like work out their allocation and then you know kind of well, should be given their allocation and if they don't sell them they should just you know they sell them by the areas yeah. then that's fine. It's like they'll deal with it. They shouldn't be having to pay for it. It's like you're allocate you're allowed your allocation. That should be a thing. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the issue here is that um, they've got a number of tickets they know they can sell. Well, there's they can't sell, of, there's, Well, there's a number of tickets well, they, they know sell. they can't sell. And this is the thing. We've got a load of people that would definitely take up. And they're now going to go into Tottenham. Yeah. So it's actually working against health and safety and all the, all the sort of things yeah. that they work. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I've done. So I went in, in Towson and... Uh, in my, like, 
15, 20 years ago almost, we got because of the, the unfair system where it was all done by for the Tottenham away game in the cup, it was all done by random ticketing by post rather than actually done by fair system. Yeah, where, whereby you, if you went to more games, you got more chance for ticket. I, I missed out on top tickets because we were in London and we had less chance of getting tickets by post. So I, I, along with a lot of Brighton fans, was in a Tottenham end of that Tottenham Cup tie in 2003, four, whatever it was. And it, literally everyone went up for that goal in our area. Literally the whole of that area went up. Hmm. And, you know, everyone went up for it. And it was, it, the whole of that section was a Bright, were Brighton fans because it was like basically done. So people who had no interest in the club at all, they had no kind of support, but fans of the day out of Tottenham away got tickets over me and my family, who my dad and I and my, had seen tickets. My brother came a lot, you know, so it, it wasn't fair then either, in fairness. It's like, and yeah, I mean, the people going on the tickets are now available. The, no, no history, you've just got to sign up, you've got to maybe pay a membership, whatever it is. However, you don't have to have a history. And now you can be a Tottenham fan going into the game. And I'm thinking, well, if you're next to somebody who's got that, it, it just it doesn't, it just rankles really badly with me, I think. No, I agree. And I think, yeah. I think they've, the club have, sold the away fans down too short recently a few times because they've done it a few times where they've given like 2,000 rather than 3,000 that sort of thing and it's just not great it, it suggests that they don't have any faith and of all the fans who should have faith in the away fans should be the ones they have faith in because the away fans are the ones who are the loyal ones frankly yeah I mean the, the other thing is the North London derby uh, a week or two ago was postponed on the basis of players being unavailable uh, really? Really? Is that really a thing? Are they audaciously, absolutely daring, daring to propose that notion? Because to me, these, these clubs have abundances of wealth, way yeah. beyond our means, and they're complaining they don't have the squad. They're and also, a lot of fans support them during lockdown, support them, support the club during the whole kind of like terrible times in the 90s and 2000s. And it feels like the club are now kind of like punishing fans in a way, and, it, and, it's, and it's quite annoying, and I've, I'm a bit fed up with it now. It's, yeah. I, I back Paul Barber generally. I think he, on a whole, he does a good job, but he does feel like he's starting to move towards a point where he's like, I'll charge fans for everything. And it's like, well... Well, yeah, yeah. It does turn that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I gave some of my money for the end of the season to get from the end of the season that we, I thought was like the only one we were not going to see. To, to, I, I left like a bit of that, some of that money with the club, on the basis that I thought, well, like, they needed that. To, you know, they, they were expecting some money, so they got it, and then they, I've got nothing back to them. I don't think it doesn't feel like mm. I've got anything back from them. They, all they've done is try to rip me off every way they can, and it does start to feel a bit. You know, the same with like the kind of the, we've talked about ticketing thing and that sort of stuff. It's frustrating because. Uh, you know, I I probably could find somebody who wants to go to a game or something like that. Like you find like, me and my dad going, yeah. but I don't want to pay twenty five pounds for them to do that. And all the and hassle, I don't want my dad, the stress, I don't, I don't the want them to pay twenty pounds either. You know, mm. if they want to give me ten quid, great, or fifteen quid. Yeah, but I, I don't, and I'll even register them online, fine. But I don't want them to have to pay like twenty quid a mid to pay twenty five quid to do the privilege. So literally, my seat has has probably been unsat in like half the games it's in because I've not been to a lot of games. Whereas other times I'd try and like find some way of doing something with it or so it's um, like well I've, you know I'm, yeah. I'm just not that bothered anymore it's like why I'm just going to leave it unsat in because the, you know, I can't be asked to put the effort in I'm not going to get anything out of it and the club just are being dickheads um, yeah 
I can't argue with any of that because I think you're right. All of those elements. And if they got, even if they hadn't paid anything to the club for anyone else, they'd have got people going to the going to the games. Maybe kind of going more often. Maybe kind of like eating and drinking at the very least at the game. You know, yeah. Been stuff happening. Look at today. We've we've gone to Worthing, the Worthing game, and um, I've I've got no idea about their stats and everything else. But they came to a pub. They they know there's a connection with. Okay, fine. They've maybe got no connections with them financially. Fine. So, that is what it is. Then we go to the game. And we spend... How much we spend? We must have spent about 100 quid on beers today. In in, uh, In the bar. In the bar. During and after. After for me. Mainly after, yeah. (laughs) But... And we're happy to do so. However... How much more, if you knew that was going to a club you loved, how yeah. much more would you spend? And I think, I think the thing is, I, to be honest, I, I actually would be tempted next season to get my season ticket if it wasn't for the away points. Mm. So, so if it wasn't for the fact that I literally would not get tickets to any away game, mm. I would, I would be kind of what for for the album? Yeah, mm. yeah. Because I don't, I'm not sure next season it'll be worth it as well because I've got other stuff yes, on and that sort of thing. So I, I think I probably would almost give it up, but if it, it's only the fact that I literally could not go to any away game I wanted to. Yeah. It'd only be like Burnley and Newcastle and that sort of thing, but I could get to, probably. Sounds stylish, Peter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I think it's. I mean, I th- it's not like bad value, but it's not. It comes less good value when you can't go to. Obviously, living in London, it's like becomes harder. As you, so, as you get so, married and like kind of yeah. have family and that sort of, I mean, the, have like well, not a family, but the, have, a, have a kind of like a dog basically. Well, these that, are, that becomes a lot harder when you're like one of you sort of had to be around for the dog and one of you got to do this. It's like so I, I probably would be considering giving up team to get if it wasn't for the fact that yeah. I mean, these issues have come up. So what are we talking about here in terms of giving up the Albion? What would actually tip it for you? I don't think I'd ever give up the Albion, I think, unless it was obviously a Saudi takeover, that sort of thing. But if the current ownership, I don't think I'd give it up. But if I could do it, I'd probably pick and choose the away games to go to the old home game. It would be my choice. Go to London, ah. London away games and some of, the, some of the more interesting ones other than that as well. And yeah. go to like a few home games. Home games are not that convenient for me to It's coming from London. Same for you as well, I imagine. Yeah. They, they're not that easy. Away games are not any more easy, but they're still they're more interesting in a way. You get better fans yeah. around you. You know, kind of like you get much more better better atmosphere. Things are actually a lot easier, a lot more, a lot more fun. You get different places as well. You know, and I don't actually see ever see Brighton a home game or Lewis much even then. So I I think what would turn me is if. Yeah, I think if, if I think the, the only thing that probably should tell me is if they took, got taken over by someone who was an absolute like a Saudi. You know, if he got if he part of sports washing, then I would probably turn away against the club. Well, so but I think as overall, long as I as long as the current system is in place, I probably have season ticket because I'll go to enough home games to make the away game bonus worthwhile. But I don't go to that. I mean, it was the first Premier League season I went to every single league game, and I've not even got close. I mean, I think I'll probably probably go well to go half this season. So I'm yeah. not really going. You know, things like it's like even things like Arsenal away, I'm not can't go to now because apparently I have to go and like justify I'm getting married and that sort of thing to a <laughs> church person. <laughs> yes, rather than going to the, to the Emirates, I'm going to like Bridgend Church, <laughs> wherever, and to like kind of 
tell the kind of like do a, a marriage group or something like that before I get married. It's like, yeah, I'm not happy about that. Well, I've got I've got to say, Peter, that I I agree with everything you said. I think on the contours and contexts side of things, I think we've, we've just got to go with the flow. It is what it is. But overall, I think you're right on the money. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, Peter, here, here indeed we do go. So, we've been chatting about various issues. Uh, your quick take on Worthing today? I've had a very good day. Yeah, enjoyed it? Yeah, I've, I've had a very good time and I... I can't have any, I don't have any complaints, to be honest, about... Uh, we're apparently we're a four-minute walk from the station now as well, which is nice. Because <laughs> I'm trying to work out how we're going to get back to the station. How quickly yeah. things change. Um, the stand is good, isn't it? Very good. Yeah, I, I, it was a really good... It really, I think it felt like a quite traditional game, but I think that's probably because it was, but because the defences were quite good. So there was a lot of good, solid defending. and So, I, yeah, I was quite impressed generally. And I think that, you know... I think if we're going to go up, they'll probably do okay. Having seen games for South quite regularly, or National League South it is now. Yeah. Um, I show my age there. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> call it yeah, a conference. Um, it, it they probably will do okay there as well with a sort of defence and decent. They got some decent players, and uh, we didn't see uh, didn't see Tiny Cox today. We didn't know. We didn't see Tiny Cox at all. Uh, Sadly, he's on the bench. Huh? He wasn't the sort of player you probably bring on to uh, hold on to a one 0 lead. Until late on, you don't want to bring Cox on for no apparent reason. Definitely, or Cox out. <laughs> don't want to get your Cox out for so ridiculous. It's almost as if we wanted to make these jokes. Surely not. No, sort of. that's not true. Yeah, anyway, no. we, it's been forced on us. <laughs> but we've we've had a great day, haven't we? A we good have, day yeah. Football. I'm very glad we finally mentioned make it. You know, it's yeah. Like, and we finally met Peter, Peter Vale, yeah. and his his cohort James. I fa- I finally met Andy Bass, who obviously has been on the pod for a yeah, few times, yeah, but we had him a never few actually met in times. person. Not in person, yeah, yeah. What a lovely guy, yeah. Andy Bass is. To use Andy Bass, we used to lose, yeah. And overall. Although he has buggered off and left us on our own. He has. Yeah. He's abandoned us in Worthing. He's, because now, he's got to go to like some shitty place called Leicester tomorrow. I know, I know. And now, here we are, left, struggling, drinking on our own, Peter. It's a tough at, life. At 9.30. 8.30. 8.30. The smallest yeah. violin in the world is playing a song <laughs> just for us. And so ended this non-league special from Saturday, where Peter and I, amongst others, went along to watch a game between Worthing and Hornchurch that finished one all and was entertaining, a good day out, enjoyed ourselves and we managed to make it home safely. Uh, one all, of course, is a familiar scoreline to Albion fans. So lo and behold, guess what happened the next day when we tuned in to find out how Albion were doing at Leicester. Of course there was a late equaliser, of course it was a one all draw and of course it was another game unbeaten for the Albion on the road. Yes, you've guessed it, one all yet again. Anyway, we will be doing a separate review episode related to that match later this midweek so stay tuned for that but until then stand or fall up the Albion Sports Social Podcast Network